Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com. Thanks for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, April 22nd, 2022. Our 27th year on the air. I am Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. That's 422-22. Wow. Yeah, that won't happen again for a while. Another 100 years. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So how are things? Good. Okay. Well, before we get to Rod in Idaho and many other listeners with questions and comments and help for other listeners and all that cool stuff, we got some tech news and commentary to share with you. Certainly by now you've heard about Netflix, the world's largest streaming service. They saw a pretty hefty dip in subscribers all across the world for the first time since October 2011. At the end of the first quarter, the company reported 221.6 million global subscribers, but that's a loss of about 200,000 and a miss of the projected 2.5 million net ads that they were looking for. The streaming leader says they will introduce a cheaper advertising-supported options for subscribers in the next couple of years, and we'll start to crack down on people sharing their passwords. How are they going to do that? They're going to send people to your house to check. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, they're also claiming to curb their spending on new films and TV shows in response to the many customer losses. (sighs) See, they were making money when Reed Hastings used to be on our show regularly. But then he got all big and uppity and snooty and didn't need to be on our show anymore because they were just growing gangbusters. Well, now they're losing gangbusters. Watch him try to come on the show again. We're going to go, who? Read who? Same thing happened with the the CEO of uh, iRobot. When the Roomba first came out, we had him on all the time. That's true. And since then, eh, no response. Into who? Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine because you know what? Guess what? There's so many other companies, including streaming companies. And while Netflix is still at the moment the largest, others are gaining on them. You know, Hulu, for example, among others. So we shall see what happens. But it's funny because in the same breath where they talk about losing uh, 200,000 subscribers, they want to go after the subscribers that happen to share their passwords. Well, right. that's great. So lose some more subscribers, why don't you? Mm-hmm. That's going to work real well for them, isn't it? Maybe Elon should buy them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first let him get Twitter, and then he can talk about buying Netflix, because now that he'll own Twitter. Yeah, now speaking of, uh, Elon Musk is plotting to spend up to $15 billion of his own cash to take Twitter private. More money. And is apparently ready to launch a second takeover bid. The billionaire, who is Twitter's second biggest shareholder with a 9.1% stake, has tapped Morgan Stanley to raise $10 billion in debt, and according to the New York Post, will make his offer in the next week. The Tesla chief, currently the world's richest man with $273 billion, is also looking to borrow against his existing 9% in the company, which would mean several billion dollars more to make his bid. Well, why would somebody who's the richest man in the world need to borrow money? 
because I don't doesn't know, have that much cash laying yeah, around. I've heard him refer to himself as cash poor. Oh, gee. I can't so. see the word poor in the same sentence as Elon Musk, but I get it. You know, it's it's all about logistics and stuff. Yeah. But uh, Musk seems to already be working on how to improve Twitter's performance. He tweeted, a social media platform's policies are good if the most extreme 10% on left and right are equally unhappy. I like that. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes sense. Instead yeah. of just banning people and knocking them off the platform and or shadow banning them like Facebook and Instagram does... Then you know what? Just let people be upset with other posts. You can unfollow them, unfriend them. What you don't like it, it's not a big deal. But stop the censorship and stop knocking people off various anti-social media platforms. Because look what that's done for them. Nothing. Well, that's why I'm not on really any of them because that way I can't get knocked off. Is that really the reason? And why I don't post on Facebook? One of the the one well the one that I am on. You're only on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I have a TikTok account, but it's just because I stalk people and I scroll through the videos. But <laughs> you never post. Ne- anything. Never have, nor will I ever post anything. Good heavens! Well, I try to post stuff to make people laugh. Once in a while, I'll like somebody else's post or make some sort of comment about about you know a political issue. Oh, dare I do that? But mostly, it's fun stuff, and people tell me they enjoy my hmm thoughts. Kind of like we do in the tech newsletter every week, but I do them on anti-social media. So if you want to follow and see if you like my thoughts, feel free. And again, if you mention Into Tomorrow, I'll follow you back. It's really that easy. And you can follow me on all that anti-social media nonsense. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever, all of them. At Dave Graveline. Like one word, one name, put together. Like share. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Now, speaking of Netflix, as you were moments ago, and I was too, uh, Russian users of Netflix have launched a class action lawsuit against the streaming giant for leaving the Russian market, demanding 60 million rubles, that's about 726,000 U.S. dollars, in compensation. Netflix, which has only about a million subscribers in Russia, suspended its service, as did a lot of other companies in March and has halted the development and acquisition of all Russian-made or commissioned TV shows and films, obviously because of their invasion of Ukraine. So that's interesting. (laughs) A bunch of Russian users who want something, they can't get any social media stuff because they've banned all of that in fear that they'll know the truth. So instead, they want to watch Netflix, watch some movies and shows that have nothing to do with the war. (laughs) <laughs> and Netflix says, see ya. Well, they just need to get a VPN, and they can yeah, get around that. That's true. They could. And we'll see how that works. Rod in Idaho listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, brought to you, by the way, by Blueberry. And we love you for it, participating with the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Rod. Hello, Dave, Chris, and Cameron. How are the Yamaha MusicCast system and the Marantz Helios system similar? And how are they different? Which ones do you think would be used to use? Ah, 
Good questions. We love the questions from our audience because it helps others understand some of this tech as well. Well, Rod, both are wireless music systems. Specifically, both allow their devices to speak to each other wirelessly. The general idea, of course, is to be able to have wireless speakers connected to some common source. They're both proprietary, so the main difference is what brand they will work with. In other words, if you opt for Yamaha's system, you won't be able to connect a B&O speaker, for example, to it, or a Bose speaker, or a Toshiba subwoofer, or anything else for that matter. Yeah, now, other than that, both systems are comparable, and the wireless feature mainly is a plus that allows you to easily place a speaker anywhere you want. Uh, the sound quality won't be noticeably different because of the wireless feature, but it might be different from speaker to speaker. Uh, now, one thing that the Morant system has going for it is that it's explicitly compatible with AirPlay, Google Assistant, and Alexa. Yamaha only lists Google Assistant and Alexa, uh, although I've uh, you actually have a Yamaha MusicCast system, and I've mm-hmm. connected AirPlay to it, so I think it yeah. does AirPlay as well. It does. Um, but So you may have... Uh, an edge with the Morant system if you have an Apple product. Now, having said that, the hardware here should matter more, and it's likely to outlast your current smartphones and laptops anyway. Yeah, very true. In fact, that's the case in in our hi-fi, if you will, systems. Tend to be around a lot longer. You don't have to upgrade them as much. But great question, Rod. Let us know what you end up with, because it will help other listeners as well. And I hope we have been of some assistance. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch, your best every day. 
Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline, now in our 27th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech. That, of course, includes products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And we invite you to participate on the program, not just because you win stuff when you're heard on the air, but because you make the show. Your questions, comments, your help for other listeners, your tech rage, whatever the case, is really what makes the show. And it's so easy to participate. One of three main ways these days, yes, including picking up the phone and dialing 800 899 into that's 800-899-4686 anytime 24 7 at your convenience or you can use the free into tomorrow app and mash that little button that says message to studio or message the studio i think i haven't been on our app in a while shame on me or an easy way that folks are taking advantage of these days as well is visit our website on any device with a microphone and a browser. So your computer, your laptop, your desktop, your smartphone, your tablet, visit intotomorrow.com. And on the lower right, you'll see a little red microphone. It says, Ask Dave. And you can do that at that point. Either way, join us anytime on Into Tomorrow. Our next guest is a manufacturer of an FDA-approved medical device called Cervella for non-drug treatment of anxiety and insomnia. We found it fascinating, so we thought, let's invite the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vaswavik, to join us on the program. Bart, I hope I got your last name right. Welcome into tomorrow. You got it perfectly. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Tell me a little bit about the company first, Innovative Neurological Devices, and then let's get into the product itself. Yeah, we are a new company, startup, you might call it. Uh, we as were established in 2018 and received our FDA uh, clearance or approval for the Cervella medical device in 2019. As you mentioned, it is a, it's a, it is a medical device um, aimed at solving anxiety and insomnia problems. 
Now, is, are they one and the same, you find, typically? Uh, folks that have anxiety issues also seem to have insomnia problems. Um, I know that I have trouble falling asleep sometimes, but I don't think it's anxiety. Maybe it is. Uh, so I'm wondering, how do the two relate? Yes, that's a very good question. So um, if uh, the anxiety um, is uh, neurological uh, in nature, so in other words, mm, you, um, you, the insomnia then um, matches with the anxiety. So uh, for instance, let's just say that you had a pain, back pain. Well, that's not neurological in nature. That is a, that is a problem with, uh, you know, say arthritis or something like that. So you wouldn't be able to sleep. Um, uh, but if the problem uh, is related to have, you know, being anxious, then of course, uh, very often you will not be able to sleep and therefore you will have uh, comorbid insomnia. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense by all means. Um, tell me then a little bit about the device itself. Uh, how did you come about deciding uh, to create such a thing? Actually, it's a, it's a personal story, if you will. Um, my um, oldest uh, uh, son has been several years ago um, diagnosed with uh, anxiety disorder. And mm -hmm. uh, the typical the first line treatment for those disorder is to be put on antidepressants. Oh. And uh, unfortunately, in his case, the antidepressants, um, A, were not working very well, and B, were, um, were causing a lot of side effects um, to the point where the, uh, my son actually withdrew from school and it was really not going very well. So I naturally, as a, as a father, as a parent, tried to look for um, you know, some alternatives and there are some alternatives uh, like cognitive-based therapies. Uh, so, uh, but also look for other non-drug drug options and come to find out that there are classes of uh, neurological devices called uh, cranial electrotherapy stimulators, CES for short, that transmit a very small amount of electricity to patient's brain. And over many years of study, they've been found to be successful in uh, treating the anxiety and, of course, uh, insomnia also if the patient suffers from that also. Wow. So I ordered uh, my son uh, this device, and lo and behold, uh, it was working. Uh, it was working very well. And uh, slowly but surely, my son has uh, kind of reintegrated himself back into the society. But... Um, that the other devices, um, you know, in, the device works by transmitting electricity across the brain. So you have to have electrodes placed across the brains, typically on the skull or earlobes or the mastoid, which is the area right behind the ears. Hmm. And in, in the case of my son, he used a device that used, there was, the electrodes were clipped to his earlobes. And um, he basically told me is that it's not very comfortable. And more importantly, he noticed that a lot of the anxiety occurred at school or some public settings. And he said, well, there's no way I am going to be saw in public with, uh, you know, with a device attached to my dang with electrodes dangling off my forehead or, or the earlobes. Yeah. Gonna, you know, he, he said, I'm going to look like a Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, it, so basically that that gave me the, the, the light bulb in my head in, and went on working on a device that has the electrodes integrated in the cushions of headphones. So basically the patient uh, looks like he or she is wearing headphones, but in, in fact, uh, the patient is getting a medical treatment. 
Oh, terrific. Well, that, see, that's something that a, a good father would say, I got to solve this problem because clearly uh, it, the device is helping him, but not having to wear it and especially in a social environment. So that's really cool. want to remind our radio audience that they've got to come see the video. So we're showing you what we're talking about at intotomorrow.com as Bart is discussing this. So uh, apparently that's the reason why you decided to go with headphones for your device. Uh, Savella device? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is, uh, you know, a lot of the anxiety patients obviously are very self-conscious. So through yeah. the patient study, we, we, we uh, were told it's like uh, to, that, that patients told us that they don't want to be perceived um, as receiving a treatment. Unfortunately, the anxiety still ha carries some stigma, you know. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it is that way. So patients uh, wanted to basically um, be indistinguishable from ev everybody else. So that was the reason for the headphones. And the second thing is, in order for the treatment to be effective, patients really need to use uh, the device daily, at least initially. And to get the compliance of the patients, you really want to make a device that can integrate into the patient's life. And we thought with everybody using headphones nowadays, that's made more natural uh, because, people because those headphones are not just... Uh, dummy looking headphones they are fully functioning Bluetooth noise canceling headphones so people can listen to music um, and in fact the noise canceling is part of the treatment because uh, when you have an anxiety attack you want to um, kind of eliminate external external stimuli oh. so basically put yourself in a quiet environment so that you can kind of rebase yourself and that's way, where the noise canceling also comes during the treatment. So how soon typically, Bart, can the patient begin to feel better if they're starting to use a Cervella device and, and you know, getting in the habit of taking advantage of it? Is there a time frame that most people uh, start to say, well, this is really working? Typically, uh, we uh, see that initial um, res response, meaning that the patient will actually figure out whether the, the, he, he or she is a respondent to this device, will occur within a two to four week period. And that's why, um, you know, one of the reasons we give people 30 day trial period is because within the 30 days, the patient should be definitely able to figure out whether the device essentially is working for for the patient. OK, good. Now, does this require a prescription? Uh, is this something that somebody can order? Otherwise, we've got to work with the doctor for it. Uh, tell me about that procedure. Yes. Uh, in the United States, uh, the FDA requires that the patient uh, obtains a prescription or uh, device authorization from a licensed healthcare provider. Uh, the patient can go to her um, doctor um, or nurse practitioner and per per um, provider that is um, you know, able to write a prescription. We also offer uh, through our independent uh, licensed provider, we just started that recently, an ability for patient to obtain the uh, authorization at no cost. Oh, that's, well, that's very helpful. So maybe if they know they have an issue or someone in your family has the issue uh, and you don't have the opportunity to get to the doctor or your primary says, I'm not familiar with this or don't know, then apparently we can visit your site and you can kind of help us uh, through that process. That's right. Through, through, the, um, through the website, we um, contracted with a licensed provider that is uh, allowed to screen the patient and then provide, uh, if the patient qualifies, to provide them uh, the authorization that, that then allows us to legally sell the device to the patient. Oh, terrific. We're chatting with the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vasavic. 
And their website is cervella.us, C-E-R-V-E-L-L-A dot U-S. There's much more to come. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned as we continue our discussion with him when Into Tomorrow continues. Thank you for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, Bart Vasavic. Now, I assume that this is something that one would wear in order to help fall asleep. Do they wear it at night, for example, if it's an insomnia issue as well? It sort of depends from patient to patient. Some patients feel um, very sleepy and relaxed after the treatment. Uh, oh, okay. And for those patients, in fact, some people use it at the onset of anxiety to do so, to sort of bring the immediately the anxiety level down within a few minutes, uh, and and then they feel relaxed. And for those patients, we recommend that yeah, if they want if they have trouble falling asleep, that they can use that um, the treatment uh, before bedtime. The treatment, by the way, is thirty minutes long, so uh, they would use that uh, prior to bedtime. Some people, on the other hand feel quite energized, like they just drank a cup of coffee. And for those patients, we obviously uh, recommend that they do it maybe earlier, like at midday or so, so that they don't have uh, trouble falling asleep. It is There is a little bit of experimentation involved. So initially, at least, we recommend that patients use it midday, and then they figure out how they respond to it immediately post-treatment and then they will, they can adjust. Gotcha. And, and it does make sense that everybody is different, so you may react differently. Uh, perhaps you have more anxiety issues than you do insomnia or vice versa. And that's where, of course, you need to, to work with it. How does it compare? I'm, I'm kind of hearing my audience in my head uh, to drug-based therapies then. If, if folks are on various medications currently and want to consider uh, a device such as this. So obviously this device needs to be um, used in, in consultation with a provider, with a doctor, especially if the patient is already on antidepressants or some, on some sort of drugs. Um, the good news is that uh, unlike incorporating a uh, new drug into already existing drug, you have to consider the, uh, you know, the contraindications and also the uh, adverse events or how this, this new drug is going to uh, react to the old drug. Yeah. With this device, patients, uh, because it works completely different, it's not a chemical reaction, patients can use this device in conjunction uh, with drugs. So, for instance, an uh, example of use of the patient that's on drugs would be a patient is using um, the, the drug, but the drug maybe is not effective anymore or, or it's losing its efficacy over time. We, okay. see, we, we see and hear it all the time. And then the patient can try to supplement um, the treatment with, with device like Cervella. Mm, and uh, or maybe the patient wants to get off the drug because the side effects are you know mm, you know severe or significant, and then they can work with the provider to start using the device and maybe slowly work the drug off. Got you. So for those listening or or watching this video and saying, well, so you're not telling someone stop your medication and just go with this device. That's not the happening. That's not the case. Uh, but again, the importance of working with your physician to be able to determine if you're going to be able to wean off uh, some medication, some drug therapy and see how this works. It, it, that also makes sense. I'm wondering why isn't this type of device maybe used as the first line treatment? Or do you expect that at some point it will be, uh, unless big pharma gets in the way again, uh, to be able to say, rather than drug someone, let's try this first? 
Yeah, it's a very good question, and we ask that question ourselves. Um, I will uh, preface this by saying that outside of United States, devices like that are used uh, as a first-line treatments. And in Europe and Asia, these devices are sold often at, in pharmacy. So um, just like uh, blood pressure monitors in the United States, you can walk to a pharmacy and obtain one of those devices. Sure. In the US, I think historically, um, you know, pharmacological treatments were often considered and still are considered first line treatment for pretty much everything. So, and people are not naturally thinking, oh, should I look at the medical device to treat a treatment, uh, to treat a condition? Um, but I think the combination of the fact that some historical aspects and also the fact that the marketing budgets and just simply the size of the companies like ourselves are just minuscule in comparison to what uh, the pharmacological companies are. We just don't have the, the marketing budget and an outreach that is needed to, to sure. promote a device like that. And, and that's, I think, Bart, the sad story. You're very hitting the nail on the head, very accurate there, because in many cases, especially what we're talking about here, it seems to me that a medical device uh, is a far better option than just saying, oh, give them drugs. You know, it's just, you know, make them mellow out. It's a more antidepressants, please. You know, that kind of thing it doesn't necessarily mean that's the answer. Again, big pharma would argue. Uh, but the point is, uh, we should look into these devices. Talk to your doctors about what's available on the market for any condition that you may have before just saying, let's solve it with a pill. Uh, and I mean, that's my opinion, but I think it's probably a very valid one at this point. What does Cervella cost? So the Cervella uh, costs uh, 600, approximately $600, depending on if we have any promotions going on. Um, and um, that's a pretty much a one-time purchase. There are no really um, additional maintenance required items other than periodical gel replacements that is required because a patient needs to use a little bit of conductive gel on the electrodes. Um, and then periodically maybe annually replace the ear cushions, which they are the electrodes, yeah. uh, because they do they would wear out over time. Got you. So no uh, subscription fees or anything of that nature, uh, no monthly fees in order to use such a thing, uh, but figure around $600. But if it's going to solve an anxiety and insomnia problem, I'm sure it's worth every penny. And, and the uh, important aspect that I want to stress out, if it doesn't work, we will take it back because we understand that uh, just like drugs are not effective for everybody, this device will not work for everybody. So we do give the 30-day 30, um, 30 evaluation period. If it doesn't work, send it back. Um, yeah. So and, and unlike the drugs, also, I would say that you can stop it immediately and don't have to um, wean yourself off like uh, with the drugs. If it doesn't work, just stop using it and... Um, and, you know, send it back to us. Well, Bart, kudos to you guys. It sounds like uh, you're doing all the right things, and, and I, I very much like the fact that folks can send it back if it doesn't work for them. Again, everyone's different. Uh, so maybe it works for some people and maybe it doesn't for others. Do you find that some folks are able to use the same device for others in the family? Again, we're prefacing with, uh, you know, physician advice or that sort of thing, but can one device be shared? Uh, 
Certainly, um, the device can be shared. There's nothing in the software uh, or, or with the device that prohibits it by sharing it. Um, of course, uh, you know, in a clinical setting, we, we have to worry about cross-contamination from yeah. patient to patient because the device touches the patient. Um, but if it's a family situation, then typically people don't worry about that kind of a thing. Yeah, very true. President and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices, and it certainly sounds just like that's the case. Bart, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. So we'll stay on track and stay in touch. Let us know how things continue to progress, and we hope it helps more and more people every day. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's our pleasure. Bart Vaswavik is the president and CEO of Innovative Neurological Devices. Again, visit them at cervella.us. We'll get you there. Stop by intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. 
Life Care provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance, available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call Life Care at 800-956-0683. Now you have a tech question? Call us anytime. 1-800-899 into 1-800-899-4686. Call in win stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Cameron. Did I mention he hates when we play that because he's 10 now? Yeah, that was like half his life ago. I know, (laughs) uh, less or more than half his life ago. But, hey, he's still part of the show. I mean, even caller Rod last segment or a couple of segments ago was saying, hi, Dave, Chris, and Cameron, because he addresses answers for listener questions as well. Mm -hmm. And as he encourages you to call in and win stuff. Don't forget to drink your water. Because we're always full of good tips, including check your spam filters and back up your important data. But with this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip, brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. We've all heard about the importance of drinking water, but how does it really benefit your body? Here are just a few ways. Water helps maintain your bodily fluids that aid in digestion, circulation, and the transportation of nutrients. Water also energizes muscles, which is why drinking fluids when exercising is so important. Your kidneys aid in cleansing your body of toxins and having adequate hydration is key to keeping them functioning well. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Victoria. We appreciate that. Always great wellness tips from Victoria. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip is brought to you by Human Touch. For wellness every day. Be sure to visit humantouch.com and rejuvenate your mind and body. Another good way to rejuvenate your mind is to listen to the free Into Tomorrow podcast if you don't subscribe already. And how does one do that? With your favorite podcast service. There you go. Because we're on all of them. You know, me in particular, I use Amazon Music and I'm subscribed so I get my little alert every time there's a new episode out there. I certainly hope you do. And that you listen. Sometimes. Having done the show, yeah, if you're like me, it's like a spot check to make sure it's there. I hear the show in my sleep. You've lived it. Yeah. Okay. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Commonly known around here as Twith. Well, not Chris, but This Week in Tech History is Twith. Right. Yeah. This week in 1879, electric arc lights were used for the first time in Cleveland, Ohio. These lights were actually very dangerous as they produced harmful UV rays, carbon monoxide, and were a major fire hazard. In fact, many theaters that used them burned down or as, a, as a result of excessive heat or sparks from the lights. Cool. No, not so cool. I mean, gosh. Also, the exposed lamp could easily burn or electrocute technicians. They were eventually replaced by mercury vapor, sodium, and fluorescent lights. Here I come to save the day. See, that would be the... Uh... Fluorescent lights and other stuff. In 1961 this week, Robert Noyce received a patent for an integrated circuit, or microchip, that he developed alongside Jack Kilby. Seven years later, Noyce would team up with Gordon Moore to form a company called NM Electronics, ultimately becoming Intel. 
1964 this week, TV sets would be drastically different after a ruling by the FCC stated that all TV receivers must be equipped to receive both VHS, or very high-frequency channels, those were the channels 2 through 13, and the new ultra-high-frequency, or UHF channels, 14 to 83. As a result, TV dealers scrambled to unload their VHF-only models as fast as possible. Antenna manufacturers were kept busy, too, as the new UHF receivers also required new antennas. Of course. In 1978, the very first unsolicited bulk commercial email was sent by a digital equipment corporation marketing executive to every ARPANET address on the west coast of the U.S. You've got mail. That's pretty much what it said, uh, to promote their mainframe computer system. The reaction to the message was not surprisingly negative. Unsolicited email was first referred to as spam in 1993, and today over 14.5 billion spam messages are sent out every day. That's a lot of spam. Yeah. Wow. And this week in 1981, Xerox introduced the Star Workstation. Officially named Xerox 8010 Information System, it was the first commercial system to integrate several technologies that eventually became standard on personal computers. These technologies included a two-button mouse, Ethernet networking, file and print servers, and email. These workstations were just one part of the larger Xerox Information System, with a starting price of over $16,000, equivalent to over $45,000 today. Thank you. Goodbye. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. For more information, visit ifa-berlin.com. And we will be visiting them again this year in person. Tech is back, among other things. At IFA in Berlin in September. Join us, won't you? You're looking to escape, and you don't have to wear a mask on a plane anymore, thank God. Unless something has changed again since the time we did the show here. Right. Ay, ay, ay. Anywho, let's how about another call. Matthew in Hartsdale, New York, listens online and at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Matthew. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. My question has to do with my iMac computer. I've had the computer since 2009. It had a lot of memory, and uh, it was great, served me very well for the past uh, 12 years. Uh, But I noticed most recently that I'm getting the rainbow spinning wheel when I try to open an application, and I can't go further than the desktop. Hmm. Would you be able to help me find out why this is happening? Well, Matthew, 12 years might as well be a century in computer years. Just about anything can be wrong with that Mac at this point. Uh, 2009 was the first year for the unibody iMacs. Yeah, if your software is not running, it might be because of anything from hardware issues like faulty RAM or even a faulty hard drive or processor, uh, all the way to software. You may be trying to run something more modern and demanding than a 12-year-old computer can handle, or some file may have been corrupted and may need to be reinstalled. You can try to run a permissions repair job in disk utility, but don't get your hopes up. Uh, Age eventually gets everything and everyone, and your computer may just be at the end of its life. Unfortunately, we have to face those kind of things, and especially in tech, because things just go out of proper working status and... Being able to help you be productive, unfortunately, way too fast as it relates to tech. So I wish we had better luck there for you, Matthew, but at least try what Chris suggested. Our show notes are at intotomorrow.com. Just look for the weekend of April 22nd, 2022, and your call and our answer at intotomorrow.com.
And into tomorrow, tech tidbit for you to start this segment. How about, did you know Google.com is the most popular website on all of the Internet? Visitors spend an average of 15 minutes and 13 seconds per day searching at Google. Okay. We're a very for inquisitive whatever. race we are. We are very inquisitive, are we not? <laughs> yes. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast so you too can be a star. Cool. Go to blubrry.com and start your free trial. That's Blueberry without the E's. Yes. Yeah, very fine. And right after this email, we're going to share with you what our current prizes are when you call in and participate, when we hear you on the air. But in the meantime, Larry in Apex, North Carolina, listens on AM680 WPTF, sends the following email. By the way, Larry, we'd love to hear you next time. But thank you for remembering to tell us where you are and how you hear the show. So that's good. Larry asks, is it worth trying to replace Windows with Linux on older PCs and laptops that are slowly grinding to a halt? Oh. We have one desktop and two laptops in our house that are getting old and processing slower and slower with each Windows update. Do you recommend switching to Linux? And if so, which flavor? Red Hat, Ubuntu, or is it not worth doing? Well, Larry, it really depends on what you want to do. The first thing you should accept is that Linux is not Windows, and you'll need to get used to a new operating system. New software, new ways of talking about certain tasks and components, if you will. You may or may not be satisfied if you switch to Linux. But if most of what you do is online, or you're willing to learn how to use a new operating system and new software to do what you've been used to doing with Windows, then it could definitely work. Yeah, there are much lighter weight Linux distributions out there than modern versions of Windows, and Linux can be made to run successfully on older hardware. If you're trying Linux, a Debian-based distribution is a good starting point. Ubuntu is extremely popular and very good. Mint is based on Ubuntu and very well liked. Debian itself is very good. Uh, Debian sticks to a slower release schedule in an effort to release truly stable versions, which is welcome. Uh, steer clear of uh, CentOS, though. It uh, used to be powerful and popular, but it's been discontinued. But I love what you're trying to do, Larry. So let us know if it works for you. Maybe do one of the machines, the oldest one first. And see if it's something you can deal with. And if not, you still have an older Windows machine you can do other stuff with. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, here's a, an important point. Other than check your spam filters and back up your important data, if you would like any of the following prizes that we're about to mention, no promises, no guarantees, but tell us when you call in. For example... We've got uh, from Human Touch, we still got a few of those Reflex 5S foot and calf massagers. Very popular and highly requested. From Sensation, Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party Karaoke System. From Elago, Protective Silicone Cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri Remote. Skosh sent us a few PowerVolt USB-C mini fast chargers to share with you. And we've got some more of those Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers from Cut and Go. And Bluetooth audio sunglasses from WGP glasses. Quickly, what three ways can they use to participate? You can call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You can use the free Into Tomorrow app as a message to studio button, or you can do a very similar thing on our site by clicking that Ask Dave microphone on anything with a browser and a microphone at intotomorrow.com. 
Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, April 22nd, 2022, you're tuned into tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. It is our 27th year on the air. We'll keep doing it till they catch us. But we, of course, want to continue to inform you of some of the latest and greatest and cool consumer tech products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Chris coming up from Delaware and a whole bunch of other folks joining us on the program today. Oh, former Twitter CEO and ZZ Top wannabe Jack Dorsey uh, criticized the company's board in a series of tweets as the group was tasked with evaluating that takeover bid from billionaire Elon Musk. My, how the mighty have fallen or turned against their own board. And they didn't delete his tweets since he was bad enough in the company? Well, probably by now they have. Yeah. It's like he's the former CEO. He means nothing now. Even though I think he's still on their board. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know he still owns shares. Yeah. He does. Not much. Well, he owns more than all the board members do. Correct. He doesn't own as much as as Elon does. That's right. Elon is the single largest shareholder. Second. I'm not sure who's first, but I did, hear really? he's, I did hear he's the second largest. Oh. Well, hopefully he's working with the largest and a bunch of others. And maybe yeah. by the time you hear this, he owns Twitter now. Maybe. And he shut it down by now to bring it back up after he lets everybody else come back. Right. We'll see. Stay tuned, as they like to say. It likely goes without saying, but uh, all of the energy solar panels generated last year, none of it was produced at night. Do you think? (laughs) That's why they're called solar panels. They're not called moon panels. Although, why don't we get, like, why can't they take moonlight? Well, new research is showing that that doesn't have to be the case. Researchers at Stanford modified commercially available solar panels to generate a small amount of electricity at night by exploiting a process known as radiative cooling. When an object is facing the sky at night, it radiates heat out into outer space, which means that an object can become cooler than the air temperature around it. This effect could have obvious applications in cooling buildings, but the difference in temperature can also be used to generate electricity. The Hmm. modified panel generated 50 milliwatts per square meter at night, which is still well below what a solar panel can produce during the day, which can be close to 200 watts uh, per square meter. And this was only a... A couple of milliwatts? This is 50 milliwatts. Okay. Wow. Researchers said that while the nighttime power generation is significantly lower than during the day, it may potentially be useful for some of the low-power applications, such as nighttime lighting, charging devices, and keeping sensors and monitoring equipment online. You know, that's not bad, because even if it'll just charge your phone overnight or your tablet or something simple like that, somehow redirecting that power, of course, then you've accomplished something. I thought you were going to tell me that it'll pick up light bounced off the stars in the sky, but that's no. pushing it. Yeah, apparently the, the, the moon and the stars don't generate enough light to be able to be get any kind of power but from. come on. Somebody's going to be smart enough to harness the moonlight. Now, it might only be once or twice a month on a full moon, but at some point, you know, it's not much in the way of radiated energy, but it's light Yeah, from the sun, by the way. This is true. Just thought I'd throw that out in case you forgot that the moon's not lit on its own. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Samsung is reportedly upgrading the Galaxy Z Fold 4 with a 108-megapixel main camera. 
Who needs that many megapixels? People who take <laughs> pictures for billboards along the highway, I think. That's the only thing I can think of. But it's certainly a notable boost from the Z Fold 3's measly 12-megapixel camera. This is 108. The device's other upgrades could include a 10-megapixel 3X optical zoom lens, S-Pen support, and a stylus dock. Which I have on my Note 20 anyway, and I don't use it all that often, but once in a while... I'll whip out the S Pen. Yeah, but people don't understand that 99% of the photos people take on their phones stay on their phones unless they upload them to social media or something. But the point is they don't print them out. They don't, yeah. you know, so you don't need that many megapixels. True. And unless you're planning to print large prints, then you should reduce the resolution for the camera on your phone. Because yeah, you get Be a lot more pictures stored on there. Of course. And when you're storing in the cloud and uploading and all this other nonsense, you're going to run out of room, which, of course, they all hope you do, because then you have to buy more space. Because who then goes in and deletes old pictures? Not very many people. It's nope. like, yeah, you know what? I'll spend another couple of bucks and I'll just buy more space. And then, and then you still don't even go and look at them. This is true. Jeez, when I'm gone, just delete everything. I mean, I'm one of those suckers that, that pays $1.99 every month to Apple for uh, extra iCloud storage. So Sucker. I can, so that I can store all my pictures. Why? Because, because it's easier than going through them all. <laughs> I see. And, and getting underneath the threshold for the free storage. And how often do you go and retrieve a picture? Not very. Like ever? I might go every once in a while and say, you know, I remember this thing we did, you know, six years ago. Let me go see if I can find a picture. But yeah, that doesn't happen very often. And you spend an hour looking for a picture. Yeah. Wow. Tesla is restarting production at its massive Shanghai factory as the city of 25 million begins to ease lockdown restrictions following a substantial COVID outbreak. However, the factory will reopen in what's being called a closed-loop system, an approach encouraged by Shanghai authorities to get people back into the workplace while maintaining the country's zero-COVID strategies. Essentially, this means that nobody goes in or out. Employees will live and work at the factory. With the well, first kind of like Elon does at his factory. Yeah. <laughs> he sleeps on the floor. <laughs> with the first shift entering earlier this week and expected to stay until May 1st under the city's current COVID policies. Wow. According to a Tesla memo, each worker will be provided with a sleeping bag and mattress with designated areas for sleeping, showering, eating, and relaxation. Each employee will receive three free meals a day and a daily stipend of around 400 yuan, which is like $63. Uh, only workers who have received two vaccination doses will be allowed to enter the factory, and each will take daily nucleic acid tests for the first three days back. Wow. But they don't get to see their families even. Yeah, not for, uh, I guess, you know, a few weeks. Gee, how's that, how's that going to work? Well, it's going to work out well for Tesla because they'll keep their production going. <laughs> yeah. And being in China, I guess they can see their families if they're part of the child labor. Yeah. Because <laughs> they get away with it there. Yeah, I mean, half these workers might be children. You know. That also <laughs> could be. Wow. Uh, speaking Thanks. of more electric vehicles, a prototype of the Mercedes-Benz electric Equex. Equex? It's E-Q-X-X. Why can't they just give easy names to I know. How, what would you call E-Q-X-X? E I don't know. Equex? I don't know. It's a, a goofy name. I would call it a stupid name. A stupid name. Anyway, it required only one charge to drive more than 1,000 kilometers, or 621 miles, from Germany to the French Riviera. The stupid name, which has also been designed to challenge offerings from Tesla, leveraged novel battery chemistry to arrive at its destination, with 15% of its charge remaining despite sustaining speeds as fast as 87 miles per hour. 
So, sure, I'm guessing probably no air conditioning and less than the speed limits available so that they could sustain some battery chemistry, as they're calling it. (laughs) But 15% left, 621 miles, you don't hear that with electric vehicles otherwise. This is true. Of course, Joe Biden says, with an electric vehicle, you can drive across the country on one tank of gas. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Well, there's that. Hey, new numbers from the Federal Aviation Administration show incidents of people hitting aircraft with lasers, potentially blinding pilots, are on pace for a new record. This is not a good thing to do, folks. Do not aim a laser pen or something at a plane or helicopter. The the number of reported laser strikes jumped by 41% last year to more than 9,700. That's more than one an hour, with California, Texas, and Florida leading the nation in incidents. The rise prompted an FAA alert and a plea for people to stop aiming handheld laser pointers at airplanes. Pilots tell CBS News that it can literally be a matter of life and death. Forty-seven pilots reported injuries from strikes last year. The lasers can cause temporary blindness and, in some cases, lasting eye injuries. And they often occur just as pilots are about to land. Wow. Yeah, because they're typically much lower altitude coming in for a landing or taking off. But but the last thing you want is a blind pilot. Yeah. You know, wow. people need to understand this is a federal crime. Mm-hmm. So you, you, in addition to the jail time, they also, the FAA levies uh, civil fines, uh, I think, starting at $11,000 for your first offense. At least. Yeah. And they should be stiffer than that. And, you know, frankly, they should probably be charged with, you know, with, like attempted murder with however many counts of, you know, many souls on board. Oh, my God. That's a good point. They should. Holy moly. Facebook's interest in podcasts is fading Barely a year after they began them. Nowadays, the company is emphasizing other initiatives in conversations with podcast partners, including events in the metaverse and online shopping. Of course they are. That according to industry executives who work with Facebook. So that's interesting. Been less than a year. They're all excited about podcasts and maybe not so much. We're not on there, but we're on every other platform wherever you get your podcasts you can look for into tomorrow and snag ours and or, subscribe and subscribe you can do that for free at intotomorrow.com and of course there's no charge anywhere you get your podcast so do get us in more electric vehicle news ford ceo jim farley is betting on the electric pickup truck to catch up to tesla in electric vehicle sales good luck with that there jim Uh, We didn't know how this would turn out, he says, but we knew there would be a heavy penalty if we didn't swing for the fences. What the heck does that mean? Well, Hmm. it's a baseball term, I guess, right? Try to hit the ball way over to the fences. Farley said uh, that, of course, when he was launching the Lightning, an electric model of Ford's iconic F-150. And I know you've always wanted an F-150, but not an electric one. No. You want? I, I need I need a gasoline powered engine. I need a you know a, a, an earth killing <laughs> loud motor <laughs> because you want that power. That's right. Now this has power as well. It could probably go zero to sixty in two or three seconds. I want to feel the pain at the pump. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I, I, what did I see on TikTok or Instagram the other day? I thought it was very funny. Somebody was saying, uh, here's a new sound my car is making every time I pull up to the gas station. And it was money, 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 money. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's accurate. I think I even saved 
that audio so I could do a similar thing next time I'm at the gas pump. So follow me on all those devices, platforms, anti-social media thingies at Dave Graveline, and you might see it in the next day or so. See, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but maybe all these electric car companies are in cahoots to keep those gas prices high so that they can sell more electric vehicles. Well, there is that thought. I don't think so either, because they're too busy trying to sell their cars at $60,000 because gas is so high. You can't afford a gallon of gas. You're going to afford that? Mm -hmm. It's a little... We're wacky. Yeah. In other news, scientists want to probe Uranus with a spaceship. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have my. I got to get my hand on the dump button here. For the past couple of decades, NASA has been investing in spacecraft to conduct up close examinations of Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Now it'll likely be Uranus's turn. I just, this is a story that I can't read with with a straight face. I see. <laughs> Researchers argue that a Uranus orbiter and tried to get through it. It's a tech news science story. I know, and I'm such you, a child. You're you are so immature. Researchers argue that a Uranus orbiter and probe should be considered the highest priority new flagship mission that could be developed and even launched within the next decade. Their second place choice is to search for life on Saturn's moon, which harbors an underground ocean, a tiny bit of which sprays out in plumes. So, you know, at least you're not getting sprays out of Uranus, but it's coming out of Saturn. (laughs) Out of Saturn's moon. Can you save us, please? (laughs) No. Go ahead with the story. That, that, that's it. That's, well, that's go ahead. I got. Go ahead with your commentary on the story. <laughs> I have no commentary. It is what it is. Well, go ahead with dead air then. How about we go to a call? Oh my <laughs> gosh! You really, you really want me to save you? <laughs> yes. Fine. Chris in Millsboro, Delaware, listens on one hundred five point nine WXDE. Welcome into tomorrow, Chris. I have a question on the new iPad Air. It seems that when you try to run Microsoft programs, the programs run slower than other programs. Hmm. Is there something I can do to speed that up, or is that just the way it is on the new iPad Air? Well, Chris, the current iPad Air is a powerful tablet, and it's not itself sluggish, if you will. However, software can be optimized for different architectures. And it is possible that Microsoft hasn't gone out of its way to optimize their offerings to run better on a new Apple product. Long term, that would probably be short-sighted of them. The truth is that switching from Office to Google's workspace takes minutes, costs the same. And once someone switches to a product that works normally, they're very unlikely to start up another paid subscription just to see if the old product managed to get any better. Well, the same goes for Outlook or any cloud storage, for example. And having said that, they may see it differently, and they may have a vested interest in making tablets seem inadequate for work so that more people settle for laptops running their operating system uh, when they would otherwise not need them. Yeah, and of course, that includes Apple as well. I mean, they're thinking, well, we're selling a lot of tablets, but we still want to sell our laptops. Yeah. You know, in any case, Microsoft's software will need to be updated to take advantage of the new hardware and squeeze the most out of it it can. Uh, but the new iPads are more than capable of running Microsoft's programs. Yeah. So, Chris, hang in there. Um, maybe it'll improve in the very near future. And the more folks complain, understandably, as you have, the better chance it is for them to kind of get the big picture and make things run more smoothly. Meantime, though, make sure you're not running anything else. That would help, I hope. And check out 
our show notes and other calls and everything else at intotomorrow.com. Oh, and while you're there, sign up for our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Watch for the subsequent email. Check your spam filter just in case. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. 800-683-9499. care provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses, such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And many schools have a staffing problem when it comes to school nurses. Well, a new program can help schools use technology to cope with this problem efficiently. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by MarPay, here's Alfred Poor. 
Thanks, Dave. When a child becomes ill in a school, it's a problem. During a pandemic, this can be a cause for even greater concern. But funding problems and staffing shortages often stretch school nursing programs to the breaking point, especially in rural areas where multiple schools may have to share a single nurse. In Maine, the Department of Education has partnered with a telehealth service to provide virtual nursing services to all K-12 schools in the state at no cost to the schools. School staff members can press a button on a mobile unit and a trained telehealth nurse will respond in five minutes or less. The nurses are trained to respond to urgent healthcare issues, including injury or illness. They can also assist with special education program development for individual students, as well as provide guidance for complex or chronic health conditions. This provides on-the-spot, on-demand health services for students throughout the state. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, transforming third-party administration with AI and predictive analytics. Be sure to visit M-A-R-P-A-I Health, MarPayHealth.com. And be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider free weekly newsletter at healthtechinsider.com. You know, we also have a free newsletter you could sign up for. We do? Yes, we do. You're not signed up for it? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. On about 14 <laughs> emails <laughs> so that I make sure and get it every single week. But I also read it. So do I. Well, I well, well my team creates it, too. So. Well, that's true. But I start with the hmm thoughts because I like to smile. So I'll scroll down and read the hmm thoughts. There's usually two or three or four. And then I'll go back and look at the tech news stories. But how does one get it if one doesn't already get it? It couldn't be simpler. Oh, okay. Stop by into tomorrow.com and a box pops up asking for your email address. Oh. Just put your email address in there. You submit it. And then when you get the email back, basically asking, are you sure you want this newsletter? And that's the double opt-in part of it. Right. Because we don't spam anybody and we don't share their email address. Right. So you click that link and then you're in. So it's a voila kind of thing. Once you click the subsequent link that you'll get, you'll get our free once a week tech newsletter. Yes. It comes out once a week. And it's free. And it's a newsletter. We also have Beth's tech tip in it. So this week she's talking about many young adults getting ready to graduate high school and college. And with that comes a whole new crowd of people needing a job. So she tells you how you can use your tech to help you look for and even apply for a job. There you go. Sign up at intotomorrow.com. As Into Tomorrow continues, 90% of the world's data has been generated between 2019 and today. 90%. That's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. That's a lot of data in a short time. And we present it to you each and every week here on Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And did you know that T-Mobile expanded their 5G home internet availability by another 10 million households? Making it available now to 40 million homes. Just not Chris's yet. Yeah. Still. <laughs> I'm waiting for either them or Verizon. Whoever is first, I will sign up. Really? Because I just want one of them to get me off that stupid Xfinity Comcast crap. 
That's because you're not calling it correctly Comcast. Oh, yes, well, That's probably why. Yeah. So you're saying then that you would get off of T-Mobile and go to Verizon? Well, I'd probably keep T-Well, probably because my T-Mobile cell phone service, you know, is crap. Because you know, I have the old LTE phones, I don't have one of them newfangled 5G phones. Because yeah. you know, I'm on a budget. I work in radio. Yeah. But when um, I've been to your house with my 5G phone, did I get signal? I don't know. Well, why? Well, it's because you never invite me. But uh, but your son has a 5G phone better than yours. This when he's true. next over to, at the house, I'll have to ask him to ask him how many bars does he have on 5G, and he'll say, "I'm only 10. I can't go to a bar." Yeah. Right. <clears throat> But that might get me an upgrade if I actually get decent 5G signal there. I did just have my. I, I did realize that I have my phone for a year, so I'm eligible now for an upgrade. Oh, stop it! I only realized I had it for a year because I got the notification that my free Apple TV year trial is up, and I have to start paying for it. So I said, "No, thank you," and I canceled my trial. Time to buy an Android. <laughs> no, you can get a much less expensive and better Android phone on 5G than than having to be an iPhoney. No, why but, not? I've told you the biggest. What if I the, made it a condition of your employment? <laughs> I guess I have to look for a job. <laughs> but I've told you over the years that, that my biggest reason for not going to Android is because I don't want to have to learn a new operating system. I have been an, I've been an iPhone user since they came out in two thousand seven. And you're saying you're too old to learn I'm too something old to new? Learn, yes. No, you're just too lazy. You were on Android before and I you went it. iPhone. Uh, no, I, I had a, I had I went right from my Palm OS. I had a Palm. Uh, Trio or something. I went right from that to the iPhone. Then why did you go Android? I went Android for a little while when my iPhone broke and I wasn't eligible to upgrade it yet. And I had no choice but to use an iPhone that we had laying around the studio. And I hated every minute of it. Oh, you poor thing, you. Then why don't you just go back to a landline phone? I'm about to. Okay. Good. Hashtag first world problems. Google is reportedly working on adding a look and talk feature to the Nest Hub which would allow users to activate the device by simply looking and talking to it from up to five feet away. 9to5Google Google reports that pairing the feature with face and voice match would reduce the chances of false activation. Certainly something you don't want with your Nest Hub is false activation. Yeah. So maybe now you can look and talk. Okay, then. You should do that with your significant others. Right. <laughs> look and talk. Amazon's IMDb TV is rebranding. Beginning next week, the ad-supported streaming service will be known as Freevee. Amazon's studios division told uh, said that the name is designed to better reflect how much it costs to access the platform. Because it's free. Free. So it's free V instead of, you know. It's instead of TV, uh, free V. Yeah. How original. As part of the rebranding, Amazon said that it would also invest more into original programming with a promise to offer 70% more exclusive content than it does currently. The company will announce additional details about Freevee's upcoming slate of originals at its New Fronts presentation on May 2nd. The thought among executives was that the existing name was too difficult for people to pronounce and that thereby was hurting the popularity. Of course, IMDb TV comes from IMDb, or Internet Movie Database, a site that was launched in 1990, back before most people even knew the word Internet, and was purchased by Amazon way back in 1998. And it was too difficult for people to pronounce? Yeah, no, yeah. You, you don't pronounce it. You don't say... Maybe that's what people were doing. <laughs> they, were so, they were just trying to... Well, yeah, that would have been difficult because you don't say that. You say IMDb. Yeah. And people say, UMDb? What, what, what does that mean? You are what? No, no, no. IMDb. I know. What is DB? Uh, no, you, you is DG. 
<clears throat> True. Yeah. While you're talking about Amazon, they say that it doesn't throw away any returned products, and instead they resell most items and burn unsellable ones to produce energy. <laughs> right. With a goal of zero product disposal, they say. The company doesn't release numbers on returns, amazingly enough. But industry-wide, retailers received $761 billion in returned goods last year. That according to National Retail Federation data. But Amazon doesn't throw anything away. They either resell everything or they burn it. Okay, yeah, because I saw a story last year about there was a, I guess, an Amazon warehouse, or a huge warehouse in, in somewhere in the UK that was just full of returned items, just sitting there rotting. But I guess, yeah, they didn't throw them away; they just let them sit there and rot. Nice. <laughs> if nothing else, give them to a charity. Exactly. Because there's enough stuff that I'm sure people could use, you know, goodwill or something. They'll clean up an item and sell it in their store or something. But other than yeah, or burn it. <laughs> Reselling it's bad enough. Mm -hmm. A new text message scam is targeting T-Mobile customers, and there's not much the carrier can do about it. Uh, what happens is the target gets a message that includes a link to a gift as a gesture of thanks for paying the T-Mobile bill. The links could potentially lead to malicious websites that may install malware on your device or steal your account credentials or personal data. Yep. The worst part is that these messages are unblockable as they are sent via group messages. I've gotten several of these texts myself as a T-Mobile customer, and I've been aggravated every time, although some would argue that I'm aggravated every minute of every day anyway. You are. <laughs> so that's not unusual. Yeah. But um, it would be nice if all the carriers, and there's only three Reminding you, but if all the carriers figured out a way that you can block group texts as well, because I've been getting spam group texts also, and it's frustrating, especially yeah. when some moron replies to everybody. Yeah, the only the only way to do it, which is the one I did the first time I got it, is you have to go and click on each number one at a time and block each one. That just that gets old. Yeah, especially if there's 50 or 60 in the group yeah. or something. So although experts believe this new phishing campaign was made possible because of earlier data breaches that affected T-Mobile, the carrier has refuted this and said that it is trying to filter out texts that are believed to contain malicious links. The company has also requested customers to be on their guard and not respond to threads that contain unknown people. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know the people in this group text, ignore it. Try to just delete it. I mean, chances are you're going to get another one. But just delete it and move on with your life. Yeah, I've been getting an unusually a large amount of texts lately that just say something like, hi, or how are you? Yeah. Always from unknown numbers. Yeah. And you just ignore them, too. But I almost replied to one the other day because I didn't recognize the number, but just the way they were speaking sounded like someone I thought I might know. And then I went, no, nah, you know what? Just nah. And I've also been getting a lot lately on WhatsApp. Is this Steven's number? You know, because they want to get you to reply. Mm -hmm. Ah, we've got a live one here. Just delete. Yeah. You know, don't don't answer. No, it's not. Or unless you are Stephen, <laughs> in which case, do you recognize the number or the person that's messaging you? And if not, delete. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of those on WhatsApp, and luckily, you know, WhatsApp has a block and report button, so yes. I've been hitting that on every single one of those. Yeah, it, that's handy. Too bad the carriers can't seem to do that for all of the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's a new funky glow-in-the-dark e-bike that will help you stand out from the crowd. Because I know that's what you like to do. Mm -hmm. If you happen to be looking for an e-bike to replace your car, French bike builder Calendar might have just the thing. 
Tech Radar reports that it's an electric cargo bike that can carry up to 400 pounds. It folds down in a few seconds and glows in the dark to keep you safe at night. Okay. <laughs> so just a regular bike with a light in the front and back isn't good enough. The whole bike glows in the dark. So I guess during the day it just sort of sucks in some sunlight and in order for it to glow in the dark. Amazon is looking to offset costs to third-party sellers in the U.S., resulting from soaring inflation and fuel prices. The new 5% fuel and inflation surcharge for sellers that use Amazon's fulfillment services will go into effect starting April 28th. Since most items purchased off of Amazon are from third-party sellers, you can expect these new costs to be passed along to shoppers. Of course. 89% of Amazon's over 2 million third-party sellers use fulfillment by Amazon to leverage the retail giant's supply chain, warehouses, and shipping operations. Now, of course, Amazon isn't the only one to add surcharges to shipping. Although their surcharge will amount to 24 cents per unit shipped, it's still lower than UPS, which charges 42 cents per unit, and FedEx, which uh, adds a surcharge of 49 cents per unit. Wow. All right. So they're still at least being competitive to yeah. the other main shippers. But in the long run, again, it's just us consumers that are going to end up eating the cost because all oh, every single one of those costs is always, you know, it, it rolls downhill. Yep. And it continues. What rolls downhill? Stuff. Stuff. (laughs) Thought I was going to catch you there, get you in trouble. Stay tuned. There's much more Into Tomorrow to come. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now is the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 888-856-8066 and we'll rush your order, discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking of trying something new to help your love life? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 1-888-856-8066 for as little as $119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 888 856-8066 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. That's 888-856-8066. Again, 888-856-8066. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day. 
Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Stay tuned because we're about to share with you the cool prizes that you win automatically when we hear you on the air. So do stay tuned and do participate on the program. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Know before you go high or low with customizable alerts and alarms. Visit dexcom.com. Tim in Miami Lakes, Florida, just down the street apparently, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. Hey, Tim. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. Crew, my son-in-law seems to be having issues with his internet going down at home. He's got an internet company that's not quite working so well, so he needs a hotspot. So I need your suggestion on what hotspot would work the best for him at home. He works on a computer, and this should be probably only for a backup as his internet at home in his apartment goes down in Miami Lakes about once a week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Chris. Well, thanks, Tim, for participating, too. The main question is, who has better service around your son-in-law's home? All the major cell phone service providers offer roughly comparable service. They're all capped, though. They call it unlimited, but the high speed is limited. Once you reach a threshold, your speeds will typically be throttled. The cap will vary. For example, Verizon offers plans that cost between $20 and $30 and are capped at 15 gigabytes and 30 gigabytes of fast data speed, respectively. Now, AT&T offers plans from $25 to $55 a month, ranging from 15 gig to 100 gigabytes of high speed. Uh, T-Mobile has similar plans, but also offers a home internet replacement hub that they charge $50 for, and it does include real unlimited data. Uh, That, however, is not yet available in Miami Lakes. I know that because, as we talked about in the last segment, I also live in Miami Lakes and have been trying to find an alternative to my internet that also keeps going out at home. Thank you, Comcast. So, like like they tease you, we're now teasing Tim. Yeah. It's like, well, there's this, but you can't get it yet. Uh, Yeah. I mean, not that I think T-Mobile's solution will work any better for me since, as I mentioned, I have basically no T-Mobile signal at my house anyway. Um, Your best bet, Tim, will really just boil down to who has the best service around me, or you. Um, They all offer the 5G hotspots, but do they offer 5G around you? Are their towers overloaded? If they are, your connection speeds will drop. Now, there's also the option of just using a phone's own 
hotspot. Many plans already include an allotment of high-speed hotspot data that is comparable to what the dedicated hotspot plans provide in a month. So if he's not using a lot of data and uploading a lot of files and that sort of thing, that may work for him at least in the meantime. Let us know if it does work for him, and we hope it does. When you participate, as Tim did, and you are heard on the show, you do win automatically fabulous prizes. And while we always have to say no promises, no guarantees, get that out of the way, we want you to tell us when you call in, mention two or three of the following items, and we'll do our best to always try to get at least one of those to you. From Sensation, we've got the Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party and Karaoke System. From Human Touch, one of the most requested prizes, and they made several additional ones available because of so many requests. The Reflex 5S Foot and Calf Massagers. We've already heard from a couple of listeners that have received them, like uh, John in New Jersey and Lynn in South Carolina. They're in love with the Human Touch Foot and Calf Massager. We've got PowerVolt USB-C Mini Fast Chargers from Skosh. From Cut and Go, Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. We want you to be safe. And if you ask for one of those, we'll also include something else. So don't worry, because somebody said the other day, I really want one of those, but I was kind of hoping I could get maybe a little something in addition. You will. Trust me. Maybe you'd like a pair of Bluetooth audio sunglasses from WGP Glasses. Oh, that could happen. Or how about protective silicone cases for Apple TV and Apple TV Siri remote from Elago. And just because we like teasing our audience, stay tuned because in just about a month or so, oh. we're starting this big thing that we've already got stuff lining up in our uh, closet, in our uh, hallway here for. Yes, the hallway leading to the talk studio. You won't believe it's already getting packed with stuff. But don't wait because we got a lot of great stuff as we just shared with you that you win if you call in now. Yeah, and we always, you know, we give kind of special uh, uh, permissions. Or Dis- for, dispensation. Yeah, dispensation. Yeah, think of the for. Pope. Yes. It's special for, dispensation. For, for the summer giveaway. So you can win now and still win as part of the summer giveaway. That's true. Because we just want you to participate. Because your involvement on Into Tomorrow is what makes the broadcast. Your calls, your help for other listeners especially, your tech rage that you may share with us. Whatever. And how does one participate? There's three easy ways. You can call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. You could use the free Into Tomorrow app. Or you can hit that Ask Dave microphone on our site at intotomorrow.com. And folks are doing all of those various ways. They're also sending email, but you don't win great prizes with just an email. We're radio. We want to hear you. So do let us hear you. And again, 800-899-INTO. We hope by now you have the free Into Tomorrow app. As Cameron would say, just message the studio button. Right? That's what it is. (laughs) Or when you visit our website, you'll see an Ask Dave little red microphone on the right-hand side or bottom right, depending on whatever browser, whatever device. Anything with a browser and a microphone will work. And just hit that and join us that way when you visit us. And sign up for the tech newsletter, if you'd like, at intotomorrow.com. We'll meet you there. It's 
It's the Into Tomorrow radio broadcast for the weekend of April 22nd, 2022. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jerry in Mineola, Texas, listens on KTBB, their AM and FM. Hey, Jerry. I was born in 1942. I never learned to use the Internet or learned much about it. I've composed the words and music to a number of songs. My question is, are there any ways on the Internet to market them without CDs? And if I were to market a CD on the Internet, what would be the best way to do that? Well, Jerry, first of all, you have to be on the Internet then. (laughs) So you kind of get caught up a little bit. You can self-publish to the main media platforms like Apple Music and Spotify by way of a distributor. There are plenty of those like Believe Digital, CD Baby, uh, Fuga, Idol, Ingroves, uh, and countless others for that matter. Once you submit to the distributor, you'll be able to have them push it to different platforms. Now, you're likely to going to make next to no money. Even bigger names in music make next to no money from music sales and streams these days and largely survive off of touring. Yeah, in fact, a while back, musician David Crosby shared that Apple Music was paying him a little over seven-tenths of a cent per stream. Wow. Which was far better than Spotify's four-tenths of a cent. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Nils Lofgren, guitarist for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band, published a 2019 royalty check for the whole year in the amount of $7.01. Woohoo! Uh, he would have been able to use it to buy a Big Mac burger, not the full meal, uh, in most U.S. states, <laughs> but not in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, now, Spotify is still planning to lower royalty payments over time. So unless you expect to get millions of plays, publishing your music is likely not worth the effort. You might as well give it away and skip the leech of a middleman. Well, that's true. But instead of just giving it away, maybe you can make four or five tenths of a cent with every stream. Yeah. Good luck. Let us know, Jerry, and good luck with your music and your rewritings and that sort of thing. And hopefully it works out well for you. Meantime, visit us at intotomorrow.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, April 22nd, 2022, you're tuned to Hour 3 of the Into Tomorrow radio broadcast during our 27th year on the air bringing you further into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? The way you say it sometimes just confuses me. Sometimes I'm sure. Okay, very fine. We got some tech news and commentary for you, then uh, Robert standing by and others to join us on the program. Do not go away. Lots to share with you. According to a new study, the rate of serious injuries at Amazon warehouses in the U.S. is more than twice as high as those at other non-Amazon warehouses. Oh? Amazon employed 33% of all U.S. warehouse workers in 2021, but was responsible for 49% of all injuries in the industry. Uh, This is according to a report published this week by the Strategic Organizing Center, SOC, a coalition of four labor unions. Uh, They analyzed 
2021 injury data that Amazon submitted to the Labor Department's Occupational Safety and Health Administration. I was going to say, they got to be one of OSHA's favorites. <laughs> yeah. In 2021, there were 38,334 total recordable injuries at Amazon facilities. And among those, roughly 34,000 were considered serious injuries, where the workers could no longer perform their regular jobs or had to miss work as a result. Oh, Interesting. Be careful if you work at Amazon. Yeah, well, that just goes along the lines of, of all the stories we've heard the last year or so of the terrible working conditions in Amazon warehouses. Yeah. But Jeff Bezos keeps flying people to almost space. Yeah. Good luck with that. Amazon, in spite of it all, has reportedly been recruiting designers, computer scientists, researchers, and other professionals for senior positions on a project that will use extended reality technology to create a new smart home device. They're not saying a whole lot about it, but advertisements have emphasized animation and 3D design backgrounds. So stay tuned. We'll keep you informed. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, Delta CEO Ed Bastian said that the airline has tested out SpaceX's Starlink technology. Oh. The report calls the tests exploratory and says there weren't any further uh, details, but it does seem like one of the major U.S. airlines is at least interested in Elon Musk's satellite internet service. In July last year, SpaceX said that it was in talks with several airlines and that it was trying to, quote, get that product finalized to be put on aircraft in the very near future. So we'll see what happens, especially as we, uh, you know, we typically fly Delta on our trips. So we'll see if uh, by the time we go to IFA, if they've got Starlink. That would be interesting because we haven't flown in two years like most people. Well, I've we've well, flown we, a we little flew, bit. We, we flew, flew to, to CES. Yeah, CES in Vegas. And I had a Chiefs of Police convention to fly to. And so, but for the most part, we haven't flown very much at all in a couple of years. But when we have flown, most of the time it has been on Delta, and previously we were using GoGo, right? GoGo in-flight. So I wonder if uh, we can use Starlink's thing. Yeah, because GoGo's always been terribly slow, and and a lot of that could be just the fact that there's so many people on the plane sucking up the bandwidth (laughs) that, you know, it's slow, but we'll see. I've had some decent coverage or decent bandwidth sometimes, but then typically as you get into the flight... Then it starts to suck. Yeah, because we had we, we had GoGo accounts when, when it was first out and first put on the planes, and it was great in the beginning because nobody else was using it. Right. But then once people started finding out about it and getting it and paying for the service, it slowed way down for us. Yeah, for sure. That's bad. Speaking of something that's bad, uh, there's a, a sound panel behind you about to fall and hit you in the head. Okay. I'll uh, have that taken care of. Well, will you? I'll submit a request with building management to have the maintenance teams come in. But see, you're also the network's technical director, so shouldn't you just take care of it? No, it's a union job. We don't have any unions here. Give me a break. I work for Amazon. Yeah. Instacart is doing more to limit the damage from customers who shortchange drivers or shoppers in Instacart lingo through tip baiting. The service is introducing tip protection for shoppers that covers up to $10 if a customer eliminates their tip after delivery without reporting an order problem. Now, this won't always cover the full tip and suggests earlier initiatives, such as requiring feedback on zero tip orders, weren't effective, but it should prevent couriers from suffering particularly severe financial blows. Because that's always been a big thing with people that, that do a, a large tip when they do like an Instacart order. Yeah. And then once their order is delivered, they kind of take the tip back. And there was no delivery problem? Right. They're just being exactly. cheap? Yeah. And that's why it's that term tip baiting. So they do a tip oh. so that they, they can ensure that their order is taken care of 
and then they just go in and, and remove the tip. So now Instacart's going to make sure it's that they like, cover it's the driver. Like a tip insurance up to ten dollars if yeah. if a customer removes the tip without reporting an actual issue. Wow, what a shame! People, don't be so cheap. Special thanks to the While You Were Working Smart Brief and Shannon V for pointing out a story about the speed of sound on Mars. Apparently, sound waves travel a wee bit slower on the red planet. On Earth, for example, sound travels 1,115 feet per second, or 340 milliseconds, while on Mars, sound travels 787 feet per second, or 240 meters per second. It's, isn't it kind of rad that we have the technology that can determine such a factoid? It is. How do we know on Mars? We haven't been there. How fast or how slow sound travels? We have equipment there. Robots and rovers. and Yeah, I guess that's how we know. But I think I mean, it's pretty cool that we even know this info. Yeah. In fact, it's. Uh, I want to say this last past week was the first anniversary of the. I forget which it was called. It was like the little helicopter that that took a flight, the first, uh, you know, oh. flight on Mars. And this... now we hear. I hear people screaming at their radios, telling us what it was called because it was a cute name. Yeah. What the heck is it called? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's a year old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rover chopper. No, that that that's not it. Oh, but that would be a good name, though. Yeah, but it was—I think—wasn't it named by a student or something? And they came up. Oh, come on, you should be going nuts here, looking for that as we speak, so we don't go to our call without knowing what this is called, because we have to know. It was a very, very clever name. Ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> it was very ingenuity. In ingenious. <laughs> of, yes. Yeah. So ingenuity. Well, yes. thank you. We heard <laughs> listeners screaming at the radio, and we got it. So happy birthday in January. Robert in Miami listens online, participating by clicking the Ask Dave button. We love you for that at our site at intotomorrow.com. I have an interest in developing my own Android apps for phones, and uh, I did some minor programming in the past in Wildcat Basic, if anyone out there still remembers what that is. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really done much in that field in a long time, but I'd like to get involved in building custom apps for Android phones possibly just for myself. Can you point me to the right direction for resources on that and instructional materials? Well, Robert, what you'll need will vary a little bit, of course, depending on what you want to build. But roughly, you'll want Android Studio, which is Google's IDE, which means Integrated Development Environment, for Android. Android Studio is pretty clunky and heavyweight. Think something like Eclipse, if you're familiar with that. But it does the job and comes with plenty of useful tools. After that, the main source of documentation will be Google as well. Their documentation site can be found at developer.android.com. Now, Google has added some basic courses, if you will, which are really not courses on that site. But you can at least browse through some sample code, read their guidelines, and go through their developer guides. Yeah, outside of Google's own documentation, the usual resources apply. Uh, you, if you can put up with their overinflated egos and bad attitudes, <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Stack Overflow can be useful. And there are specific Android-only tags and communities within Stack Overflow to dig into. You can also search for the user Android Developers, all one word, on YouTube for visual tutorials. Uh, you'll find plenty of tutorials online as well if you have a specific build in mind. So searching for something similar to what you want to build may give you an idea of what steps will be required and help you get started on your own project. Yeah. Now, you can also check out our app for Android. And our app developer, Dimitri, 
because we've got contact info there and you can drop him a note and say, hey, you love the Into Tomorrow app and can you pick his brain a little bit? Maybe he can be of help to you as well. Check us all out at intotomorrow.com. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. To find out which benefits you qualify for and to find out if you're getting the benefits that you deserve, you need to call Best Medicare. Our licensed insurance agents can look up your current benefits and tell you what additional benefits are available to you. It's easy. Just one call. Tell us the deductibles you prefer, the doctors you want to see, and if you want prescription drug coverage. The service is free and you have no obligation. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero co-pays on many services, and zero deductibles. You deserve every medical care coverage benefit out there and we'll help you get them. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. 800-901-5093. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did I take that pill or not because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Into Tomorrow continues. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. Our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And we thank you so much, not only for listening, but I pre-thank you for calling in and participating because your calls, your participation really makes into tomorrow 
what it is all these years. So don't hesitate to join us anytime, 24-7 at your convenience. And let us know if you've got any questions about consumer tech. Maybe you want to help another listener. Maybe you want to share some tech rage or share with us your favorite apps these days and why. Whatever the case, so many easy ways to participate. Of course, using the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Our next guest is with a family technology company that designs and manufactures solutions to bring families together and keep kids safe. Like if you're watching the video at intotomorrow.com, and if you're not, by all means, come visit us and see the video. So not only you can see our guests, but see what I'm holding up and see the junior track to watch. Very, very cool. The founder and CEO of Cosmo Technologies is Russell York. Russell, welcome into tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Thanks, Dave. Good to be here. Appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure to have you joining us from San Diego on the other side of the country. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the Cosmo Technologies company. Then we'll get into this very cool watch. Yeah, of course. Cosmo is a very, very unique company. Uh, this is one of the first, maybe the only true family technology manufacturer in the United States. Uh, wow. We identified just a massive hole in the market where uh, there's a lot of technology out there. Your show is all about consumer tech products. I'm sure you guys have seen just about everything under the sun. Um, this might be something you haven't seen before. It's a product designed for kids that are very young, under 10 years old. This is a, a device you would give to a kid that's maybe not old enough to have a cell phone. And uh, and parents are looking for products like this kid's smartwatch specifically because it, of what it can't do. It doesn't have internet. It doesn't have social media applications. It's really just a device that's geared toward parent-child communication. It comes with all kinds of great features that parents are looking for, like GPS tracking, calling, and texting. Uh, and you can imagine the benefits of being able to call and text your your seven-year-old, uh, pick up from school, pick up from soccer. It's, it's an application that makes sense for families. Uh, and surprisingly, it uh, it really hasn't existed until very recently. And so we're proud to be a part of a family technology movement here at Cosmo. Boy, I'm liking that whole concept because it's like, hey, mom, dad, football practice is over early because of the weather. I'm ready to come to get picked up and go home. Uh, you might not otherwise have the ability to do that. So how is it that the Cosmo watch uh, can have that easy communication and yet provide that safety of not letting the kids be on antisocial media, among other things? Well, that's right. So our, our devices ship uh, pre-installed with a SIM card and we provide a family a family safe uh, wireless network so cosmo offers the actual network coverage for these devices that means that it comes with the gps tracking uh ready to go out of the box it comes with the ability to call and text uh and so it's really a standalone phone it's a, it's a phone on your wrist uh and uh but it's it's completely locked down it's a parent administered and a parent uh, controlled device uh, so it, it's it's really just streamlined for uh, two-way calling between uh, parents and kids or guardians and kids that parents approve, so grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles, uh, babysitters, and so on. Uh, you, you can whitelist a, a, a circle of approved contacts. The most important people in a kid's life they should be able to reach out to and contact. But uh, it's operated on a, a wireless network uh, that uh, works everywhere in the country. So terrific. Now, this is basically a kid's smartwatch, and they always want the tech that everybody else has. In many cases, even the younger kids teach the older folks, uh, which could just be their parents, let alone grandparents, how to use a lot of the tech. So, of course, they want to have a smartwatch for them as well. So is there like a, a, an easy-to-use keypad on the watch, uh, or are there some speed dial numbers, that sort of thing, where they can simply call mom, dad, grandma, that sort of thing? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a touchscreen device. So this, this will operate a lot like an Apple Watch or a similar wearable that you might have that has a screen. And so it, you know, it's, a, it's a touchable interface. You're probably not going to see this super well on the, on the screen here, but uh, several different apps that you can tap into. It's got a pedometer. Uh, it's got you know, obviously the ability for kids to uh, uh, see their, their own you know, physical activity during the day. It's got a clock face on it so kids can learn to tell time or or just know what time of day it is, which class they need to be in. But yeah, it's operated through a touchscreen touch screen interface. Terrific. So it makes it easy for the kids and comfortable for the parent. And you mentioned that, of course, built-in GPS, which is also encouraging because while most parents and guardians and grandparents aren't going to really let the kids out of their sight, they're always not in your sight. Uh, it, might, it might be, you know, a, a sport practice or something like that. You just want to have that peace of mind to know that they're on the field with the team where they're supposed to be because you had to drop them off and go get the other kids or, or that kind of thing. And you can, at a glance, apparently, I'm assuming with an app uh, on the, the parents or guardian smartphone, see where they are and even communicate with them. That's right. We, we have a, a, a parent mobile application that works for Android and, and iOS devices. Uh, and this comes with all the, the tools and features that the parents use, including the GPS tracking. Uh, and so from, from the parent mobile app, you can see where your kid is. You can do real-time tracking. Uh, and, and that's also where you can call and contact the device and, and see anything else that uh, your kid is doing, including you can follow along and see how many steps they've done in a day. Uh, we have a lot of parents telling us, you know, we, we didn't really understand why we would want this device because we do see our, you know, our very young kids most of the time. We know where they are. Um, but what we've started here is the kids are taking back the neighborhood. Parents are letting their kids hop on a bicycle and go visit a new friend or uh, get over to the, the community park to play basketball with their friends or whatever it might, might be simply because they have the confidence that once the kid ar arrives where they're going, they can call home and say I'm there. Or you can just pick up the Cosmo Mission Control is what we call it, the Cosmo Mission Control parent mobile app and, uh, and just see where they are uh, right away anytime. I like that mission control. And I also like the fact that you have the built-in pedometer. So I'll bet you a lot of the kids kind of get a kick out of that. It's like, hey, I have walked a lot today. Look at that. You know, it's good exercise. Right? That's right, Dave. I mean, kids want to do what, what they see the adults doing in their lives. And, and every adult in their life that has a phone or a, a smartwatch, uh, it comes with all these kinds of features, including fitness tracking and communication and uh, and, and just that ability to have a personalized piece of electronics that, uh, that sort of grows with you. And, and what we see this device as is, is just a, a really soft introduction to technology. It's, it's something that kids feel good about. They feel connected. Uh, and, and it also gives them the, the benefit of feeling like they're part of the team, right? They, they have a device. They've got their own phone number. And for a lot of kids, that's really the biggest highlight. They open the box for the first time. They activate the device. And they've got their first ever phone number. Uh, and so kids are memorizing these phone numbers, telling their, their friends about their phone number. And, uh, and it's a really special experience for kids. It helps parents to put off getting that iPhone or that more uh, uh, fully capable smart device until just a little bit later. It gives parents time to have, to have important conversations with their kids about what technology is and how to approach it. And of course, as you mentioned, they know their phone number and they're going to they're going to memorize that and give it to their friends. But then again, to reiterate, the parent has to then allow it. Right. So they have to confirm right. that it's actually a friend and not somebody that's given them a phone number otherwise um, and then allow it. Then they can make and receive calls to or from that friend as well as parents or guardians. That's right. The, the contact list is, is completely controlled and administered by the parents or the guardian in that child's life. And that's an intentional decision, right? I mean, this, this really is meant to be a soft introduction to technology. And so to begin with, it makes sense for parents to say, yeah, that, that's an approved contact or that's not an approved contact. 
Uh, and so there, there is a, a buddy system uh, feature that we'll be rolling out later this year that will allow kids to actually just touch their watches together. Uh, and then parents will get an alert on their mobile app that says, you know, approve or decline this contact. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Contact lists are and will always be administered by parents. Good. So that's another feature of mission control that the parents have. So I, I like that. Um, and I'm noticing you're also wearing one and you're not under 10. I don't think you don't look like it. Uh, so it kind of makes me wonder why design just a kid's smartwatch or are you also doing something similar for older folks? No, you know, Cosmos sees the same need for younger and older people. Uh, technology really has been targeted at the middle generation yeah. and uh, the users at the the beginning and the end of the spectrum um, haven't really been given as much attention. And so what we've done with the Cosmo watch is, is really transferable to, to senior applications as well. We have we have a lot of companies asking us, hey, is, is this available with, you know, an SOS feature with the ability to call into a, you know, a call center for help uh, or, you know, come, comes with the, the same kind of features that maybe caregivers would want to have, like GPS tracking or uh, you know, the, the ability just to make really simple phone calls. Sure. Uh, and so we, we do have the idea uh, in, in the in the next year of putting out a, a senior edition of this device. And we see Cosmos being a company that can support um, customers that really haven't been supported by existing technology options. Boy, I can see in another year, I might even need something like I've fallen and I can't get up button. Uh, so, so be sure and keep us informed when those kind of things are available. We're chatting with the founder and CEO of Cosmo Technologies, Russell York. Their website, CosmoTogether.com. Be sure and check it out. I'm Dave Graveline. We'll be back more with Russell talking about this very cool kids smartwatch as Into Tomorrow continues. Stay tuned. Thank you very much for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the founder and CEO of Cosmo Technologies, Russell York. I'm assuming, Russell, that this has begun making a difference for families these days, that the kids are liking it, it's cool tech, the parents have that peace of mind. What has been some of your initial feedback? It's incredible, Dave. I, giving, a, giving a device to a young child, like uh, in the, the age range that we're looking at, 5 to 10, 5 to 12 years old, uh, I think parents expect to just be able to call and track their kids. But what we've heard from our customers is, have been just really incredible stories. Kids have intervened in medical emergencies. Uh, kids have uh, had the ability to, you know, solve, solve household problems, overflowing toilets and funny stories about, you know, a, a kid falling down and, and needing help, uh, you know, maybe going to the ER for a, a scrape on their knee. And suddenly it's, it's the kids that are there to save the day. Wow. Uh, we've heard from customers that are deployed to the military overseas and the ability to actually just call your child or just see where they are is an incredible peace of mind. It, it creates a feeling of connection between parents and kids at a day and time when parents and kids are really being pulled further and further apart and, and partially being pulled apart by technology. Yeah. It's the screens that we're hooked on. It's the, the digital environments that we live in that are really replacing personal connection. And so we're ironically creating a piece of technology that's meant to counteract that disconnection. It's meant to bring families closer together and filter out what's unnecessary. Uh, and it creates just a, a really uh, incredible experience, both for the kids and for the parents. 
I can hear some of the kids perhaps listening in my head that are saying, okay, but does it at least have any games maybe when I'm waiting for the bus or I'm doing something, you know, can I, can I play with it in some manner as well as it being functional? Yeah, you know, we've made the decision at this point not to include games on this device. We've been very um, uh, attentive to the parents in, in, in our customer base that have said, you know, there are enough screens in our lives. Uh, there's, a, there's enough distractions and things that are pulling our attention away. And so at the moment, Cosmos made the decision not to include games on these products. Uh, but what we'll continue to do as we roll out more features is, is to give parents the ability to decide if they want games. Uh, really, we don't want to tell parents how to raise their kids. There are a million ways to raise the kid, including with all kinds of digital technologies and screens, and that's really up to the parent. What we're saying is we want to give you a, a tool that you can customize to your own style of parenting, to your own family-specific dynamics. And so we'll, we'll absolutely roll out the ability for parents to approve games on these devices. Well, Russell, I am so glad to hear you say that. Now, of course, we've got to talk about the price. Uh, no doubt you've got to buy the watch, uh, the Junior Track 2 4G Kids smartwatch. Um, and then, no doubt, there's some sort of monthly subscription because it's a cell phone, basically, right? So you're paying for the number. How does that work? That's right. So the Cosmo device is the most uh, uh, budget-friendly device on the market. We're the number one selling product on Amazon in, the, in, in this category for a reason. Uh, we're priced at $59.99. Uh, and if you look anywhere else in the market, if you buy a device from Verizon or from Apple, you're, you're looking at paying way, way upwards of $100 just to get the product itself. And then there's a service plan on top of that. So yeah. we've really tried to be uh, attentive to, again, customers in a broad market that are saying, hey, for a first device for a kid, this, this should be really affordable, right? It, it's going to go out there. It's going to get beat up. Uh, it's going to live the life of a kid. Yeah. And so we've said uh, $59.99 is the right price point for that. Uh, and then our, our service plan started uh, $16 a month. And that includes not just the network coverage, but it's, it's also the communication platform between the watch and the mobile app on your phone, which is an end-to-end -end encrypted service. Uh, it's hosted here in the United States on secure servers. Uh, we've really gone the extra mile in security. We want the first device in your family's life and your kid's life to be something that's just for you and your kid. Uh, there's no data mining going on from Google or Apple or Facebook that's capturing your kid's data and turning that into an advertising model so they can start to sell them products, you know, at, yeah. at a certain age. This is really an off-the-grid, off-the-map device that's uh, supported on, on one of the most secure networks you could hope for. Uh, and so that's baked into that subscription price. Good. Well, that should give parents the warm fuzzies right there, too. Not only is it affordable, but their information from the child and to and from the child and the parent and so forth is is safe and secure. And you're not serving up ads either and trying to get the kids to say, Mommy, Daddy, buy me such and such. I saw on my watch. And that's, that's not the goal there. So I think that's very affordable. Now, you say the monthly prices start at, what was it, $16 a month, I think you said? That's right, $16 a month. And, and what do they go up to and what additional features are available then if, if somebody pays a, a higher tier, for example? Yeah, well, we have a lot of customers. This is a new product category. They just want to try it out and see, see if this is something that fits with their family dynamic. And mm -hmm. so we offer a month-to-month, -month, cancel any time, no commitment contract for $20 a month or $19.99. Uh -huh. uh, and, and that's for customers that aren't ready to say, hey, I'm, I'm in for six months or a year. Uh, but of course, if you're if you're ready to, to jump onto a, a longer term plan, that there are more aggressive uh, or, or or better price options for you. 
Oh, okay. And now that makes perfect sense. And again, glad to hear you guys doing that, Russell, because it's all about what's going to help the parents and ultimately the child in that sense uh, to be able to say, you know, let's give it a shot. Are you going to like it? Are you going to use it? You know, are you not going to beat it up so much either? <laughs> because as you say, it lives the kid's life with them. And that's terrific. Um, how long does a charge hold on it? A simple USB charger that it comes with, of course. Uh, can they wear it all day, a couple of days? What's been the experience there? Yeah, well, we, we understand that uh, as, a, as a device that needs to always work, right? I mean, yeah. the, the moments when you need to call your child, that that call should go through. And so we made sure that this battery will last an entire day of full usage. Uh, so your kid can go to school and, uh, and, and take it out for uh, anywhere they're going, GPS tracking, all those features will function for a full day on a single charge. Terrific. And does it include a calculator? I can already see kids cheating in class. I don't know if if it's something. That's a great question. I need to check. Uh, let's see here. Calculator. I, I'm not sure if we kept that in it. We, it does, in fact, have a calculator. Ah. Uh, and as far as cheating in class goes, parents are, are encouraged to use the school mode feature from our mission control app, which locks the device down while they're at school. So ah. no cheating involved. Ah, very. So you, go, you guys are thinking of everything. I'm quite impressed. We want you to visit Cosmo Together. Dot com. Very cool website, C-O-S-M-O, together, as one word, dot com. Of course, we'll get you there, too, to Russell's site when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And check out the video with Russell if you're not already watching it, because we're showing you the watch. We're showing you in action as Russell describes various things. Pretty cool. Russell York, the founder and CEO of Cosmo Technologies. We look forward to other cool things that you guys are coming up with. You're doing a heck of a job, so keep up the good work. Thank you, Dave. We'll keep you posted. Uh, by all means, CosmoTogether.com. I'm Dave Graveline at IntoTomorrow.com. Be sure to stay tuned. Visit us often as well. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. Don't go away. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. 
Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch, your best every day. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast. Without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel. And the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Welcome back into tomorrow. Be sure to hit us up at intotomorrow.com at your earliest and regular convenience. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Autonomous, how today works from home. See your new home office at autonomous.ai. It's time Here's Chris Grave line with IFA history, 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 history. In 1979 at IFA, or the International Funkausstellung, as it was known then, just because. Again, I look for any reason to say the full name. Because you like to say it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The dawn of the vinyl record came. Sony and Philips showed two competing technologies to record music digitally on silvery discs. Hello, Moto. Both prototypes, a 12-inch disc at the Philips booth and a 5-inch disc at the Sony stand, suddenly disappeared during the show. Wow. Wow. This is one of my favorite stories coming out of IFA. Secret talks had begun behind the curtain. (gasps) Really? Yes. The format both companies later agreed to was the CD, the compact disc, which revolutionized the record industry, the hardware industry, and audio listening. So that all took place at IFA. Philips and and Sony came together and pulled all their, their, their products off display went behind the curtain, and, and people emerged thought, the wait a minute, disc. just yesterday I saw this and this, and they're, they're not here anymore. And then they emerged, they emerged together oh, yeah. as, the, as the compact disc. Pretty cool, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. Oh, okay. well, everybody yeah. was excited. Well, that's this week's IFA update brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. Do you get our free once-a-week tech newsletter? I do. I know you do. I'm talking about everybody else listening, because if not, you should. It's free. It's once a week. We don't spam you. We don't share your email address with anyone. In addition to tech news, hmm, thoughts, fun things, telling you what's on the show, who's on the show, what kind of calls we're going to address, and, of course, what's available for prizes, What's the biggest streaming service on our current tech newsletter? Well, it depends on who you ask. HBO Max is gaining on the big guys, but 
is it? As Just Watch demonstrates, there is a lot of ways to measure and manipulate video streaming data. Where do they go to get the tech newsletter? Stop by intotomorrow.com and enter your email address in the box that pops up right there on the main page. Orlando in Columbia, Mississippi. Are you sure it's not Columbia in Orlando, Florida? Could be. No, no, I think it's Orlando in Columbia, Mississippi, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Orlando. I have an abundance of old DVDs, and I may even have a couple of VHSs hiding somewhere. I was looking for a compact storage system for them where I could record all the DVDs, all my movies, maybe a hard drive of some sort that I could also connect to a television to play. Is there anything like that that exists currently? And uh, also just want to say that the um, summer giveaway is like a tech nerd's Christmas wish list. I mean, I love the uh, items that are on there. But I enjoy your show and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Orlando, for the kind words. And of course, he's right. A lot of folks were saying, this is great because I'm winning stuff that I can give as Christmas gifts. There are quite a few items where I was kind of crying as I was watching the, the prize team pack up and mail away because I really wanted them under my tree. Yeah, but you didn't qualify because no. you never called into the show. No, that's true. Well, plus you can't qualify anyway. Yeah. But anyway, back to Orlando. Uh, you can store your media, of course, in a hard drive and stream it to your TV using a media server. The most popular free versions are Plex and Kobe, and you can set either one of them up either on a computer you already own, or you can use very basic and inexpensive hardware like a Raspberry Pi. Uh, Now, once you have the media server set up, you can control it using your smartphone by logging into the server or by using an IR or Wi-Fi remote, but an IR remote will require some extra hardware. The connection is simple enough. Uh, They'll just plug into your TV using a regular HDMI cable. There are out-of-the-box solutions out there as well, but they're usually too expensive to recommend. For example, an NVIDIA Shield Android TV player sells for around $250. Uh, If you have a Roku player, they will allow you to scan local servers and stream the media files in them, so you can set up a network hard drive and stream the content to your TV via the Roku as well. Obviously, you'll need to rip all of this content, and for that, you'll need an extra solution. Something like FreeMake Video Converter or Handbrake will do that for you and won't cost you any money, but you will need to find a computer with a DVD drive or buy a drive first. Yeah, good luck with that because none are coming with DVD drives or any kind of optical drive anymore, but maybe you've got one stashed somewhere or you can buy a used one because that's all you really need. You can go to places like Amazon and buy a, a USB uh, optical drive, and they're mm-hmm. probably 20 or 30 bucks. Yeah, very true. And for Orlando and anyone else listening that wants to do a similar thing, just know that our show notes are all there for you in case you weren't able to uh, take shorthand immediately as we were saying it, especially while driving. Just visit intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for the weekend of Friday, October the 8th. We always use the Friday dates into every weekend. And there's Orlando's call and our notes. Well, we're in Mississippi. Let's hit up Richard in Hero, Mississippi, listening on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, Richard. My Samsung Galaxy Watch just suddenly stopped working. This thing's probably less than a year old. Oh. It acts like it won't charge up. So I think maybe the battery is dead or something's wrong with it like that. 
Boy, don't you hate when your phone acts like anything, your smartwatch acts like anything that it should be a smartwatch or yeah. whatever? I mean, that gets confusing. But, Richard, your Samsung Galaxy watch should certainly last more than a year. As you probably know, they're expensive devices. Now, the good news here is that they do offer a one-year warranty. So if the watch is refusing to charge, you should contact Samsung as soon as possible and hopefully send it in for repair before that year is up. You can find an authorized service facility to take your watch to by calling Samsung at, cleverly enough, 1-800-SAMSUNG. Yeah, they should be able to guide you as to where to get the watch fixed and confirm that it is still under warranty, though their blanket coverage is one year, so it should be. Uh, We'll also have a link in our show notes at intotomorrow.com to Samsung's wearables support page, where you can find more information as well and put in a request for service. So that link will be at intotomorrow.com. Look for the show for October 8th. There you go. Find that at 2021. Yes. In case you're listening to this in 2023 or something. Right. Are we still around? Or in case you've gone back in time and you're listening to this in 2020. Whoa, that'd be spooky. In which case, the the pandemic doesn't really last forever. Just give it a little Uh, more time. Yeah, (laughs) a little more time. Hopefully that helps you out, Richard, because you have us curious, especially since Chris and I both wear Galaxy smartwatches, and so far so good. They continue to work mostly. Yeah, even though I use mine with an iOS, so I don't really get all the stuff that you get. Ha ha. Well, see, if you weren't an iPhoney, you could. Yeah, well, I'll only use an Apple Watch if someone buys it for me. Okay, there you go. So basically you're saying if some listener out there with money to burn wants to buy you an Apple Watch, you'll take it and you'll thank them on the air? I like the Apple Watches, but I like my money more. (laughs) Yeah. Good. And good luck with that. Join us at intotomorrow.com anytime. Remember, when you call in, you win stuff. It really is that easy. Speaking of winning stuff, so Captain Kirk will be in space again as the obnoxious 90-year-old actor William Shatner, and I can say that because I've met him a couple of times, and he is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Uh, He flies the next Jeff Bozo's rocket to become yet another space tourist. Touch the edge of space for a couple of minutes and then come back down. So good luck to him because... That would have happened by the time you hear this, I think. But we like to think of... next week. Yes, next week. But we like to think of it as he met you. You didn't meet him. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. By the way, Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need some help getting everything set up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you just like they helped us. Just go to blubrry.com. Oh, yeah, we like them. Rennie in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, listens online using TuneIn. Hey, Rennie. I recently bought a new widescreen TV, and it has a number of HDMI inputs, but my Marantz does not have HDMI outputs. So long story short, I did get it to work by using the RGB connections and the sound cable. However, I wanted to connect a backup DVD player, and the LG has only one input for the RGB and RCA inputs that's shared. 
So I bought a RCA to HDMI cable, but it doesn't recognize the player. Uh, I don't understand why it, it doesn't work. Well, Rennie, HDMI is a digital standard, while RCA is the older analog. You'll need something with some brains, if you will, to convert from one to the other so your device can understand the signal being fed to it. Something with brains, that leaves me out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um, just a cable won't work um, if you're trying to convert from RCA to HDMI. Going from the analog RCA to the digital HDMI will require a converter of some kind, usually a small powered box. Um, unfortunately, if you bought just a cable, that won't be enough to get the job done. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, we are able to help you out with steering you in the right direction. Speaking of steering you in the right direction, we hope Rennie and everyone else listening subscribes to our free once-a-week tech newsletter. It's very easy to do, and it's got, go figure, tech news. Some hmm thoughts to make you smile. We tell you who's on the show this week. We tell you some of the calls that we're going to address. Uh, we let you know the current prizes. It's really full of cool tech news. Yeah, there's, there's links to the This Week in Tech History video and the weekly tech tip from Beth, all sorts of stuff. And how does one subscribe to this very cool once a week we don't spam you tech newsletter? Stop by IntoTomorrow.com. A little white and red box will pop up. Put your email address in, then click the confirmation email you'll get, and you're in. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.